This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com and your host for the latest edition of Europa Vision. I'm joined by Armand. Welcome. Zdravo. Ichte dope. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's something that if you confront a Legia Warsaw Ultra, you should say that to him and see what happens. <laughs> should do a uh, section on this where we recommend native terms just in case you're cornered by a bunch of ultras on an away day we'll do that for every um scouting uh, it will either confuse them to the fact that they'll just stop dead in their tracks or it will intensify their rage <laughs> so what is your provision if you haven't listened to the show it's our uh, show related to while villa are in europe there will be a Europa Vision show. Normally it'll be talking about the game ahead against whoever we're playing, but on this show we'll be looking at the the actual group stage, our opponents, how they're doing uh, up until this point in their domestic leagues. We'll also look at what happens if Villa were to finish second and what kind of potential opponent there would be after the group stage, essentially to motivate us to the task of winning the group. Is there jeopardy in this bonus knockout stage that uh, you have to play if you do not win the group where you'll play a third place team from the Europa League? And also we'll look at the odds to see where Villa are in terms of uh, the bookies and the likelihood of... It's it's a good gauge, isn't it, of where we stand in the pecking order of this tournament. Slightly above Aberdeen, I I would say at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll definitely have three teams that will be more of a challenge than Hibs, let's put it that way. Yeah. Before we go on for the 23-24 season, the My Old Man Said podcast is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised Aston Villa fixture over the course of the season, including European games, 
So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. Green King Sport have just recently launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be home to fan content, deals and competitions throughout the season. Drop them a follow and you won't just be the first to know all about this. You'll be helping out the My All Man Said podcast as well. Right, uh, first question. Why didn't we get Dynamo Zagreb? Because that was the group we were pulled out for. I was quite looking forward to that because I know quite a lot of people in Zagreb who I haven't seen for a while. And then suddenly they just threw us in Group E. And it was like, you know, is this fixed or what? And a lot of it was pre-set up because certain teams can't play each other. There's teams from, you know, the same country aren't allowed to play each other. So, But that wasn't very transparent though, was it? No, it wasn't clear at all. I was I was working and had it on in the background and I thought I knew when to pay attention and when not to pay attention. And then when they called our group out a couple of times, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it must be also to, uh, due to security reasons because obviously some nations uh, don't get along too well, policing schedules. So. Croatia in uh, the UK is no problem, this. It's a bit of a strange one because it wasn't really explained and you, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and get on with it. Yeah. So anyway, in the end, we got Leger Warsaw... AZ Alkmaar and Zrinski of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. I looked at this and I thought this could be a Europa League draw. It's not as if it's uh, weak at all. In terms of countries, it's a it's a decent mix as well. It's it's not like you're going to the arse end of nowhere. You're talking about a trip to Amsterdam to get to uh, Alkmaar, which is like half an hour drive north. Warsaw is a good city to uh, visit. And Zrinski is at uh, Mostar, which is it's about two hours from Sarajevo. I haven't been there, but I've been to, I think Chris Budd has, but I've, I've been to Sarajevo and I think it's similar. And the thing we get in Bosnia is the it's like quite a dramatic with Sarajevo, especially in the city, you can walk around the corner and, and it absolutely transforms. You can feel like you're in a medieval town and then go around the corner, you feel like you're in somewhere like Turkey. There's such a mishmash of religion and culture. It's, it's, it's like this kind of immaculate fusion. It is quite distinct in sh- such compact spaces as well, where you can just turn the corner and it, and it transforms. It is quite a fascinating place, Sarajevo. So if you are going there, it's worth uh, at least uh, spending a few hours in Sarajevo if, if you're just passing through. And obviously it's, it was one of the centre points of uh, the Yugoslavian wars. I went to a film festival there, so I spent about a week there and stayed uh, in the Holiday Inn, which is a big square yellow hotel, famous in the war because that's where all the international press were, and they were, or they, or they all had basement rooms. Normally, you can't sell the basement rooms, but during the war, that they were the most popular rooms because they had no windows. But uh, we're digressing. We are sponsored by the. Uh, Bosnian and Herzegovina <laughs> tourist board. <laughs> well, you, you might want to try and get them on board. But th- there's kind of a feeling from a Villa point of view that because, and we, you know, we've mentioned this many times, as other people have, there's a massive disparity between the, the amount of money we've spent on our squad and we should be walking through this group. I think West Ham walked through there as they won every game and potentially winning this uh, tournament if we're on our, if we don't slip up. I think that's fair to say. But then you look at this group and you think, actually, this isn't a foregone conclusion because you've got three teams who who are undefeated. They don't know the meaning of the word defeat this season so far. No, it's 
on paper it looked like okay we, we can handle this but when you actually look at the league tables which we have they haven't lost any games they've drawn one game out of 10 and they've won every single other game so this is combined three teams yeah. and Legia of Warsaw are top of their division in Poland Alkmaar are top of theirs and then Zrinski, uh, they've only played two games. Everybody else has played five or four games because obviously they've been uh, having to go through endless qualifying rounds of this tournament. They're 100% in their league. They've just obviously got to catch up on playing games. Well, if they carry on as they are, this, these will be Champions League teams next season, potentially. <laughs> well, yeah, no, exactly. That's the warning here. And when you, when you ship goals against your Newcastles and Liverpools, I mean, there's the argument, well, you know, we, we've, you look at Everton and Burnley and say that's more the level of what we'll be playing. But, I, you know, I wouldn't, back, I wouldn't put a lot of money on Burnley if they were in our shoes or Everton in our shoes getting out of this group unscathed. No, no and also, I mean, we, we know we've talked already in, on the show about the, the financial differences between the leagues. But these are still, if you're, if, you're a, if you're top of a Dutch league, you're a competent team. And, and really, if you've got the fans behind you at home, it's not gonna, it, it won't be an easy, easy fixture. And... I don't know, the Liverpool-Newcastle games, I mentioned it in the five reasons. Personally, I'm not too downbeat about it. It's it's frustrating, it's annoying, but these are two of the hardest places to go in the league. Yeah, but um, you say that, and that's what other you know other people will say as a mm-hmm. as an excuse. But I think that's kind of a bad mentality because the thing is, we shipped eight goals, and our defence post Mings being out has yeah. looked shonky. And that's and that's what I was getting to in this situation. Is I think well, you know, you look at Torres and uh, Carlos if he uh, if he gets back, uh, and then you you think well, okay, you know, they've won the Europa League in terms of European football. I think we've got enough to obviously win this tournament. That's not a problem. But still. They are not down pat as a unit. And from your initial thing, what you're saying is like, you know, fair enough, you can get beat by Newcastle and you can get beat by Liverpool away. But the thing is, we weren't resilient. I mean, getting beat is one thing, but absolutely getting wiped out comfortably was the main main concern here. So it's, will we have the resilience to go to places like this in hostile environments in terms of crowds, which is, you know, it's more, I would say a European away day is a bit more, let's say in terms of what the away advantage is meant to give you is, is more a real thing in European football because in the Premier League, it's quite sanitised and it's much of the sameness really. Yeah, I mean, some of those atmospheres, I mean, th- th- again, like you said, Torres has been not only won the UEFA Cup, but he's also been to a Champions League semi-final, so he can more than cope. Yeah, but the thing is, they're not a well-drilled unit at the moment, because if if, if they're put under pressure, they, they seem to fold at the moment. C- currently? I think, I mean, the advantage is the group stage, you, you can obviously learn as you go along, and, and it was always going to be whether Mings was fit or who you know whoever was fit it was always going to be an opportunity to blood in Torres and you know even Carlos because he missed most of last season so in that respect we're not going to be that different I don't think anyway no and just to counter that a little bit what what if we still had Steven Gerrard what what was the most frustrating thing about Steven Gerrard well for me it was the fact that we would see everybody could see the weaknesses and you turn up the next week and they'd all still be there and and to be fair Dean Smith to an extent was very similar I do think we the reason I'm calm is because I think in Emery he will see what the problem is and he will find a way around the issue. You know, whether that's partnerships or, or just maybe he sees it as exactly what you said, a bit of time needed just to, to gel. So for me, it's not alarm bells yet. It's frustrating. I don't, you know, we, we're all expecting us to, to put up better performances, but I, I still think we'll walk this group. I don't think it will be, as I said earlier, like Hibs, but I do think we will win the group. Um, there might be a defeat in there, 
but you know, I was looking is... at uh, reactions from Warsaw fans, just you know, looking on the Le- Leisure Warsaw uh, social media, and, and then looking in you know, in Polish what people were saying, and, and obviously translating it. The one line of thought was Villa are winning this group, and we have to battle out, you know, with the Dutch essentially to get second place. Yeah. Now, so that shows you that how how we're viewed. Well, you'd hope so with the with the squad. I mean, the interesting have. thing is the the order that we actually play the team. I think that it's in terms of if the Warsaw Ultras put on a big tifo display and get the flares out, that's going to be a, a real introduction. That first game in Warsaw, and that's going to be the one where you know we acclimatize. If you walk away with a win there, then it's very much game on uh, in terms of the plan of walking the group, as you put it. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're backing it up with a home game against potentially the easiest of the three. And I guess what what we have is we know player for player, pound for pound, we are stronger. It doesn't mean we'll win, obviously, but we're stronger. Whereas, we're, you know, Ligia and, and Alkmaar will look at this and go that they'll probably be, you know, relishing the tie, but they'll be two difficult games against each other as well. So they're, yeah. they're far from guaranteed to win those games. So I think we'll win because I think some of them will beat one another. Um, I, I don't know what to expect, if I'm honest, from Zrinski, um, except a small ground and a, probably quite an interesting atmosphere. But, you know, you'd, you'd hope that we can beat them home and away. But the, the thing is always, to use the term Yugoslav teams, uh, they're always technically really good in that part mm. of the world. I mean, back in the day when it was a Yugoslavian team, they were kind of viewed as the South Americans of Europe, just the way they played, like technically. So there's always a level, I think, uh, that they'll be neat and tidy. Yeah, as you've mentioned on one of our first pods, I think the beta pods, the, the, the Poland have had some you know fantastic sides and players in their time as well. So I, I I don't for a second think that any. I think they'll all be very competent sides. I don't think any of them will be easy, but I do think we're a very competent side, a very strong side, and I'm I'm confident we'll finish top. I agree with you there, but and, and I also agree with what you said at the the start of the show that all three would be better than Hibs. Yeah, I think they'd batter him. <laughs> I, I yeah. was, I was. I, we all know what the gap between Scottish football, and I think we always think of Rangers and Celtic. But actually, it was when we looked at their transfers, and all, it, it actually really hit home. And then watching them play, just just how poor they are. Yeah, in terms of away days uh, at these clubs, I mean Warsaw, just under thirty two thousand there. They do sell out their big games. No problem, uh, you know. I think if you're if you were a tourist, I think that the only let you get ticket you have to bring ID, but you can you can get tickets at uh, you know pretty much in the run up to the game. But it would be different, uh, obviously, in this European situation. But I would expect to sell out for the Villa game, especially because it's the first one of the group, and they're very much uh, a live dog still. Alkmaar, nineteen thousand. I've driven past their stadium, but I've never been in it. But they are top of the top of the Dutch league at the moment. They are, as are yeah, as are Warsaw. Going back to uh, when the when the European Cup was the European Cup, and you just had the champions and the UEFA Cup, you would have three or four teams, uh, like the top teams of like Spain, Germany, Italy. So the next year after they were the champions, they could drop off because you know it is kind of rare that teams retain the the title just because the intensity is not there you've kind of already won it last season so to kind of motivate yourself so in that respect the UEFA Cup was deemed the hardest because there was a lot more depth 
but here in the the conference league, you, you're thinking, oh, you know, you should you should be all right. You're looking at like fifth or sixth teams in their respective leagues. But here we are going into this, and all the teams <laughs> we're playing are bars. Zrinski, you've got to catch up on games, but they're top of their league, so it's kind of done what it used. The UEFA Cup used to do back in the day of potentially being harder. So as I said, I, I look at this and I don't see any difference between a, a Europa League draw. If you got this in Europa League, you'd be thinking, yeah, yeah, should get through it, but still. Tough. So what you're saying is this is this is basically the European Cup. Yeah, <laughs> this is as big as 1982. We're here again. We're, we're playing uh, leaders rather than your fourth place, fifth place kind of mob. Going back a little bit, just to the draw actually itself. Um, so actually, watching the draw was quite a fun experience, and I just it made me realise that this really should happen more often. We should be in in more draws. This should be part of our annual season. And I, you know, it's, it's not saying that. You have to earn that, right? Obviously, not just um, expect it, but it's, it's ridiculous that it's been so many years that we, you know, we've missed out on it. And I re- the reason I, I noted that was because I basically ignore the draw. Whenever the draws are done for other, you know, teams playing in it, who cares? We're not in it. But it was it was really nice, a kind of a refreshing experience to be involved. If you supported Villa eighties and nineties, it's it's part of being a Villa fan. Is you should be in Europe, and that exactly. is the level we should be operating at. So uh, we shall see if we continue. The good thing about being in the conference league as opposed to uh, the other two in terms of re-entering the European picture is you get a chance here to to build up your UEFA coefficient rating because you're yep. you know as Villa you're expected to get through this group and, it, and it's just good so if we qualify next season your coefficient rating would be higher so you, you get a, a better rub of the green in the early stages shall we say. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the order that we play, we uh, we just mentioned we play Warsaw first. I think that's a tricky one. And if you're playing them away later on, it could swing two ways. They could be resigned to third place at that stage or they could be really needing something to uh, you know snag that second place above the Dutch 
So I don't know. We might as well go for them early, but it's good that we've got a potentially the easier of the three home ties next. So if you get a win there and then win your first home game, then you, you're pretty well set up. And then match day three at Alkmaar could decide uh, if you win the group. If you win yeah. that, I think the group's ours. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, well, I guess the only thing that we, the unknown, um, and if it continues the way it started the season, we might be in trouble. But it, it's really injuries as well. We are looking at the dates there. We're we're playing well into December. Who knows kind of who will be available by that point. Maybe we'll have a lucky break, but you know, we, we might be struggling. If we carry on what's been happening. Yeah, it will be tough. In these group stages, I always like the middle back-to-back games where you play a team home and away. Mm. And in this case, on paper, you would probably say that they're the main threat in terms of winning the group. If we win the group, they'll, they've still got work to do to uh, come second. But you would say that would be the main... If you had to pick one team, you'd say uh, AZ Alkmaar were the main threat. So to play them home and away in the middle, that will be the decider. Yes. I think by the fourth fourth match day, when that's over, we should have a very clear idea of whether we're winning the group or not. Anything to say about the other groups, the ones we missed out? I think we got one of the hardest groups, I would say. Yeah, it's the... <laughs> I, I laughed in my head making the notes for this, but just call it the group of death. But really, <laughs> I don't think there is such a thing in the conference league because there aren't too many uh, extremely strong sides. I think if you're an Aberdeen fan, you've got some good... I mean, it's a tough group, but you've got some decent trips there. Yeah. Definitely Helsinki, Frankfurt, yeah. Greece. Yeah, very good. Helsinki as well. I, I would have, I would have gone for that group. Eintracht yeah. Frankfurt, Helsinki, and Greece. You got two great trips, Helsinki and Greece. I'd have been up for them. Put Eintracht Frankfurt in their place, nice and early in the competition as well. Yeah, I mean the group we're in, the, the places I've all been to. So it's like, especially the the Dutch one where uh, I've, I've got a family member who lived there recently, so I used to go there a lot. So it's like you know, it's a bit of a busman's holiday. Yeah, and if you haven't got a ticket, especially, but but yeah, Aberdeen's they've got a nice group. They won't get out of it. <laughs> No, no <laughs> but, chance. <laughs> but at least they can like enjoy it. life. Yeah, I keep saying Turkish teams are my main threat here, and I would expect them. I think Fenerbahce should get through. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- again, they've got two teams there that are. I- I'm not going to try and pronounce the the Norwegian team because I've never understood how to do it. Nor 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 Nordzealand, I think. But they're, they're a decent team. They always have good young players coming through. So they've got two teams there and Ludogorets as well who are known. So, yeah, you, you still would expect them to win the group. Uh, Besiktas have got uh, Club Bruges. So I'd expect, yeah. I mean, that could go, uh, you would expect Bruges to be favourites for that, but I don't think the Turks will be uh, moaning about that group. There will definitely be an edge in that one to, to win the group. And the reason why, which we'll get to now, is uh, you've had a little look at are there any uh, of the Europa League groups that have actually got three, let's say, reasonable teams in? So you know that one of the teams that's going to drop out of it into uh, the post-group stage of the Europa Conference group. So if we, for example, if Villa do come second, there are some potential danger teams uh, dropping down, is there not? Yeah, so gr- uh, there's three, but Group B is probably the one uh, that is the group of death in the in the conference. Uh, sorry, in the Europa League. So that's Ajax, Marseille, which you know we wouldn't be out of place in the Champions League. And then there's Brighton, who we know are a decent team, even though we're we're probably their bogey team um, in, in years past. But they're they're a good side. So and one, Athens and then as well. Athens, exactly, Athens are a big team. So one one decent team who will probably be one of the favourites when they come down for the Conference League if they come down. So yeah, that that will be interesting. 
So yeah, so this isn't this isn't necessarily a walk in the park uh, as no. But I didn't think there would be anything really decent dropping out of the. Uh, I mean, it's always it's different when the Champions League's on you, and you get somebody dropping out of the Champions League into the Europa League. There's a good chance if you've had a bit of a group of death in the Champions League, you're going to get a, a decent team. In this case, I, I wasn't really expecting much, but that certainly is one group that makes this tournament not so clean cut. Anything else? There's Group A, uh, West Ham, Olympiakos and Freiburg. I I don't know the quality of Olympiakos these days and Freiburg, but they're again two, I'd expect West Ham to qualify. And then there's there's two known European teams and there's one other, which is Group F. So that has Villarreal, uh, Rennes and Maccabi Haifa and Panathinaikos. So again, four names, uh, well, three of them have been in the Champions League. Um, You know, Villarreal would be an interesting one if they somehow finished third just for for the obvious uh, Emery links. But yeah, that, that... the the course of the competition and the odds which we can move on to as well um they they will probably shift uh, come the end of the group stages yeah i mean even rangers group rangers real betis and sparta prague there is a potential there for rangers to be finishing yep. third i mean last time they came to birmingham they they trashed the place in the 70s uh, it was a friendly we not so friendly well, we owe Beale a bit of a slap because of his comments since he went to Rangers. He was saying that we our transfer policy or something to do with our recruitment let Gerard down as though as though that was the problem. So I'd really like to give them a good nine nil mauling if we could. Ridiculous thing to say. I know there's standing up for your mate, but Jesus, I mean, what a way to interpret. <laughs> Some mental gymnastics needed for that. The fact that they were getting in Carlos, Luca Dean and Coutinho, it's not as if Gerard was begging for uh, transfers. Well, and we, we broke our previous approach. We signed three players for big money, big wages, who were nearing 30. So that, you know, they, nearing they their them, retirement. Exa- exactly. And pretty much may as well have retired, actually. Yeah, so he, he there's nothing that he can complain about. He got Kamara on huge money as well, so... No, ridiculous. So bring on Rangers. <laughs> the mitigating circumstances, you can put Gerard's way as all his sign-ins got injured so very quickly. And this seems to be a theme at the moment. Yeah. His injuries are starting to piss me off. But as you pointed out uh, last season, we, we did pretty well without Kamara, didn't we, when um, when he got injured for Emery? So we, we were cruising without him. So, yeah, there's no, no excuses that he, he couldn't. Kamara came back from injury for Emery. No, but then do you remember he, he was missing for about quite a few games for Emery as well. And oh, right, we, yeah. We, there was we a period where a period where Emery was essentially, I think Luca Dean was out as well. And yeah. he had Carlos out, of course. And then and Kamara were out on a, on a shorter term injury. So you, he was playing with the same players. Yeah. I think the only difference was uh, Moreno. And, and uh, to be honest, he was a transformative uh, addition. He was. Going to the odds, current odds, we've just spoken about potential third place teams that could drop down. I think that will change the situation, especially if you've got Ajax, Marseille or Brighton coming into the mix. They would certainly be, I think, one of the, I would say, top three, four teams for sure. But at the moment, it's old uh, Aston Villa, four to one favourites. Weird, isn't it? Strange, strange, strange to be favourites for anything. And then you know, Fiorentina are, are out there at seven to one. Eintracht Frankfurt ten to one. Lille twelve to one. So it is quite open. It's, uh, I mean, four to one is still reasonably generous. You know, people could argue. Well, you know, we haven't played in Europe for ages, and and you think fair enough. But a lot of our players, it's not like they're homegrown Brummies that haven't played in Europe. They are uh, well 
versed in the European ways, most of our players. Yeah. And the, the ones like McGinn, who haven't play, been playing in Europe, have been playing international football. But then you've got Fiorentina 7-1, to one, and given they were last year's you know finalists, it's interesting that we're, we're kind of ahead of them. Yeah, it just shows you. I mean, people aren't fools. Um, you know, how much have Fiorentina been spending compared to us in the last few years? Oh, we'll do that research when when we play them <laughs> yeah, in the when final. We play them. <laughs> Club Bruges at twenty to one. Well, you missed Alkmaar, who are fifth. Oh yeah, fourteen Sorry. to one. So those are our friends from Holland. Yeah. So so according to the betting, this kind of reinforces what we're saying about our group. Uh, you've got two of the top five favourites mm. in the same group. So yeah, you'd expect us to be fighting for top spot with them, which again goes back to what you said, that double that double header against them in the middle of the group will be quite quite interesting. Yeah. And and your Turkish sides, I think that twenty five to one, I I don't think that's very generous at all because I would put them ahead of some of these teams, but we'll see. Fenerbahce twenty five to one is a good bet. I've got to admit. Yeah. I think those odds will be slashed uh, once they've played a couple of group games as well. Because they will take this tournament seriously this is another thing that kind of warps the outlook on this tournament is how serious you take it i think emery will take it seriously because it, there is for him certainly merit to win this to add to his collection in terms of his reputation villain really need a win and i think the owners will be saying win this tournament because it does change a lot of things you, you saw it from west ham's you know the fans point of view the open top buses etc there is a great merit to it but also finishing top six. It's, I don't even think top six guarantees UEFA Cup, uh, Europa League football every season, does it, in the Premier League? Although it might this season. Yeah, I mean, there's a potential of top five being in the Champions League. If True. The coefficient, and we're helping this, by the way. If we go deep into this tournament, we're helping England's coefficient uh, in terms of a league. So I think the chances at the moment, it's, over, it's around like 95% that we will get that fifth place. There's extra two extra spots, I think, for the Champions League in its new format. Okay. Yeah, no, I know it could go up to, to five teams, but then let, let's say even finishing top six, top seven, You know, we know how much work it takes to finish there to get UEFA Cup football, whereas, you know, you get through a relatively straightforward uh, group stage win a few games and you're in, you're in Europe next season again. So it's, it's, it's the easiest path without doubt. Yeah, I keep, I mean, I said it on the last pod about, uh, you know, people saying there was somebody said, oh, we don't want to, what happened to West Ham last season to happen to us? And you're like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> win a trophy, big open Victoria Square in Birmingham, trophy on the uh, the town hall, you're in the Europa League, and as long as you don't get relegated, jobs are good and <laughs> <laughs> and even if you do get fall. even if you do get relegated at least you're uh, <laughs> you're in the Europa League still and and if you win it uh, you're in the Champions League and you've got the parachute payments looking after yeah. you as well <laughs> you got the parachute payments to build a squad to win the Europa League. <laughs> Talk about a broken system. And if you win it and then still get relegated, you'll be in League One playing Champions League. And then you've exactly. got the money from the Champions League to really put out a decent League One squad. <laughs> it's a bro it's such a broken system, isn't it? It's a loophole. And and yeah, I, I, I say to people, embrace this loophole because people say, Oh, the league should be our bread and butter. And it's like, well, really? Because that's it's a lot of effort. It's like I used to say, going back a, a few uh, years, I think on the on the pod, that let's just focus on the FA Cup. We win the FA Cup, get in the Europa League, win that, get in the Champions League. It's a hell of a lot easier trying to break the top four cartel of the Premier League. 
Yeah. The, the, the Europa League, that's that's a hard competition to win, though. As you said, you know, alluded to from the past, um, it'd be, obviously it was harder back then, but it's still it's still filled with decent teams, you know, that on your day you could lose to. But yeah, it, you're right. It's the, it's the quickest way. It's not as hard as it used to be before. No, no. Because now, obviously, the Champions League sucks up four of your, the best teams in each the league. The elites. Yeah, the elites. Yeah. So no, you're looking at Liverpool in this and you're thinking Liverpool should be at the business end of this in the final. I can't see anything really that stands in the way of Liverpool winning this tournament and Brighton potentially uh, are a team that could stop them and West Ham you know Liverpool have to play West Ham or Brighton over two legs there's a high potential that that could be the stickiest tie they'll play but from Brighton's point of view as you say winning this competition you're straight in the Champions League whereas you know for them to achieve that in the league they're a good side but the, you know they sell their best players every season so it's it's a it's a really really tough ask for anyone to break into the top four so again for them it's what 15 games 20 games maximum there's less is about yeah. 15 isn't it so I think they you're in the Champions League well worth it yeah I'm intrigued by Brighton because they are uh they're looking like a an all-round unit and I mean the, you know they dispatch Newcastle they don't look like they're weakening and I like the manager because he two things the one where they needed a point last season and he came on the pitch before I put it on the I put the clip on the podcast where he says we need one point you know he had the microphone addressing the crowd we don't want conference league we want we want yeah. Europa League <laughs> Oh, make us feel better mate <laughs> and then the way when they sold uh, the guy to Chelsea what's his name mm, yeah uh, Casado. Casado, and he's just like hey, who what you know it's just like well he's gone now whatever yeah but even before that he he just I think as soon as the season ended he basically said yeah they're, they're going yeah. they don't want to be here fine see ya we're on exactly. to the next right on that note we shall be with you again for the build-up to Leger Warsaw, where we'll take a closer look at them and we'll give you some phrases to say to uh, Warsaw Ultras just to wind them up. Slash avoid being being beaten up too, too severely. <laughs> we'll give some safety phrases, but also some uh, some ward, warding off phrases for people. Well, no, phrases just to make the <laughs> beaten up quicker. <laughs> Get it over and done with. Yeah. But no, seriously, we'll uh, we'll look at each of these teams in the lead up in Europa Vision and hopefully keep going until the bitter end as this tournament unfolds. Anyway, in this one, at least you've got some kind of idea of why it's important for Villa to win the group to avoid the potential group of death fallout from Europa League, and also why that uh, Alkmaar double header looks like it could be the decider. And I think just also an idea of the fact that actually all these teams are currently doing very, very well in their domestic league. So, you know, we need to be on our game. Yeah, just to reaffirm that we've probably got the hardest group here. Right, until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.